Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I know we're kind of all over the map here, all over the board. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> Just all scatterbrained today. So many different topics going in. But no, there is a unifying theme, I think, which is cycles, right? These cycles, these, you know, the the birth, growth, death, rejuvenation, over and over, right? The green shoot stuff. I was talking about the the these big media companies. They're now realizing, hey, maybe we should not abandon movie theaters. Maybe we should be putting these movies out into the theaters. And uh, they saw it with the Mario. And I say it like that because that's how he says it. Um, from the from the you know the weekend movie, the box halls, whatever the uh, box hall uh, from the uh, couple weeks ago, John Wick, Scream, Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, and there is this pullback that's occurring in Hollywood away from the direct-to-streaming, direct-to-app. Instead, they're saying, hey, how about we do a limited run, we put it into the theaters for a while, let it build buzz, right? Let let people go and see it. Because, like, I, like we cut our cable, we cut the cord, Christy and I did, we cut the cord, uh... Within the last year, I forget. We've been kind of doing a little bit here and there, but uh, we finally just cut it, and it was like, we'll just piecemeal a couple of apps. But we don't buy them all. My goodness, it would cost as much as the cable bill. So we just had, we've got like two or three, and then we'll let one expire, not renew it, and then go do a different one. And then we'll watch shows out of that one. You know, we'll do HBO Max, and then get off of that one and go over to Netflix and watch some of that, and then... Go over on to Hulu or whatever. Like we, we just we have uh, just we rotate them, you know. And so if a movie comes out that's only on Amazon Prime, well, we have Amazon Prime, so we could see that. But like, yeah. But if we don't have Amazon Prime, then and I and I want to see the movie. What do I do? I have to go buy Amazon Prime to see one movie. I'm not going to do that. I haven't done that. Christy and I have never done that. There has never been a movie or series that we were like, we got to go buy this app. Just for okay, well, except for the okay, well, Yellowstone was the one, but that was part. It was a bundle with some with yeah. W- what a mess up that was too. Holy cow, Yellowstone, like Paramount Network. Paramount has Yellowstone, but because of a licensing mess up, it seems like they couldn't even stream it on the Paramount Plus app. So you get Paramount Plus, and you don't even get to watch Yellowstone. So still, huh. just what a colossal mess up. All right, Ruthie has a question about tipping. Let me see here. Hello, Ruthie. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thank you. Thank you, Pete. Sure. Uh, what to ask, you know, we tip all other people bringing your food. What about the health care workers and the police and firemen and school teachers? You know, they have to supply the kids with the supplies and wipe their nose, change them if uh, they have an accident. The firemen and police help you along. When you're on side the road, and don't mention the healthcare workers. So, are we saying that we should just be tipping like everybody? 
we should be tipping. What's the difference between my service and the service you go get to get your food? Well, the because the, the idea was that uh, people who work in restaurants make like $2 an hour. Yeah, they don't make much more when you consider how many hours you work at the hospitals or uh, that type of thing. Well, so I don't know. Like, what is the what's the pay scale for uh, a nurse at the hospital? Well, it uh, based upon years of experience. You know, they come out when I came out. You know, you made uh, it's probably now up to like fifteen twenty dollars an hour. Okay. Right. And so, but I if think you're LPN. If you're LPN, it's yeah. even cheaper. But those individuals that work in the labs or, you know, x-ray techs and, um, you know, those type individuals, they're not making much more. You know, they're making twelve, fifteen dollars if that, you know. And do they get uh, any other benefits besides the their pay? Uh, yes. They okay. Get other benefits, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, so it's been a while since I worked in restaurants, but I don't think the pay scale has changed in restaurants. I think it's usually like two and a half bucks an hour, and I don't believe you get any benefits at all. And that's why the idea was you would always pay, the, you, they, they would rely on tips. Now, the argument against this system is that you're basically allowing the restaurant owners to not pay a full wage. Right. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. right. So now the, the trade off there is that, if you say, okay, no more tipping, and that means the restaurant's going to have to pay all their employees, you know, $15 an hour or $10 or whatever it is. And they should. Well, then everybody, then the price of all of the menu items is going to go up. It's going to go up by a lot. But well, that'll be fine. Well, you, but, well, but you say that, but then that, but then, then also would. They need benefits. They need benefits. Right. Well, so then the trade off there is that the, uh, that the prices on the menu go up and then, Fewer people go out to eat, and then restaurants close, and now no one has the job. Like that's the that therein lies the dilemma, right? Like if you if you say okay, and some restaurants do this, by the way, some restaurants you know pay you know um, uh, their their servers a lot, um, and and some restaurants uh, you make a ton of money. I mean, my next door neighbor's kid who's like twenty one worked at a couple of restaurants here in Charlotte, one of them in the, in the South park area. And, and I mean, he made, I mean, I think he was bringing home somewhere around 500 to 700 a week as a server. If you're good at it, if you're a good server, you can make yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. My niece did that when she was in uh, medical school at, uh, at Chapel Hill. She did that uh, part time. Yeah. But, uh, and made good money. Yeah, she yeah. made good money. Yeah, because she had good personality and and so forth. And see, that's the thing: how you base, you know, your customer is going to base it on a person's personality, and that's not, you know, that's not right. That person could have had a bad experience with the customer, another customer in the other section, or or whatever, and not respond to you timely, mm-hmm. and do whatever, and they get the they get the remnants and not get a good tip. So it's not fair. To that server. Uh, yeah. Well, so here, so here's, so here's the thing. If you, um, if you remove the tip system from the equation, then I can just be a terrible server and never have to worry about not making any money. I would still get the same amount of money. That's the alternative argument there. Look, I get. Hey, as one who has to perform peak performance every, you know, every day I'm on the air, every day I'm at work, I've got to bring a game. 
right? I got to bring the A game every day. So mm-hmm. if I don't do that, then I'm out of a job too. So uh, like maybe I have a different sort of expectation here. But look, I worked in restaurants for a really long time. I know the front of the house work is is difficult, and some personalities are better equipped at handling it. Um, but also, you know, part of that is just being professional. And if you have a bad table, you don't let that you don't let that ruin your night for all of the other ser- all the other customers that you're serving. Right. And the good servers don't let that uh, don't let that spoil them for the night. I don't know. I just I, I so it just it seems like you 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 prefer there to be this system where everybody is 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 paid a, uh, you know, an hourly rate of, you know, fifteen dollars an hour, whatever it is. They get health benefits and and they're not dependent on uh, the relationships with the customers. And that's I mean, look, that's I mean, that's how it's done in Europe and, and, and other places. I get it. The, the mm-hmm. trade-off on that, though, is that there's less of an incentive. And you see this, by the way, at fast food restaurants, do you not? Right? Where yeah. you get crappy okay. service because nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. so I, yeah, like, I, I don't have an answer for you, Ruthie. <laughs> like, I wish I did, but there's, there are pros and cons to both models. Yeah, that's, that's true. I just, you know, they just, need the, they just need the benefits. And if they have to increase it or... You know, there's a set tip amount that every customer pays, you know, and that sort of thing, you know, it's, you know, it just. So I would say, here's my, here's my recommendation. If, 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 you know, it's, you know, that person that is nice and not getting the tips that, you know, it worries them. Right. So that's why here's my recommendation is you take direct action yourself. This is what I try to do is I try to be the change that I want to see. So that's why I say when I go into a restaurant, I start at minimum 20%, and it goes up right. from there, and I round exactly. up. Right. So I will I will give huge tips um, because I try to take into account that they may have had a bad table that night too. Mm-hmm. So, True, but- right. So if more people do that, then maybe, you know, it balances out. We, we, we be the positive side of that yin-yang circle thing. Uh, whatever wouldn't that be wouldn't that be great yeah well you can do that i can do that we could do that uh uh individually yeah all right yeah, cool ruthie cool. i appreciate it yeah thanks for the call good to talk with you i appreciate it see that we are all about solutions here that's why i say when people get very upset like i want to see the manger at city hall and then the atheists sue them over it like well you know what if every christian put a manger scene on their own front yard you would never notice that city hall doesn't have one we can do this stuff ourselves uh, Brett says, Pete, pretty good show today. So where do I send your tip? P.S. You have to split it with Boomer. Oh, we're pulling tips now. Man. Uh, let me go to, uh, this is Marcy. Hello, Marcy. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Pete. Fine. How are you? I'm all right. What's going on? Well, okay. So I absolutely agree with everything you've said. Um, but I do think sometimes tipping goes overboard. I was in the restaurant business for 20 years Mm -hmm. and to me serving if you're serving or you're in fast food something like that is transitory so you're just you're not going you shouldn't want to be a career server maybe you move on to be a manager something like that like i did but as far as tipping when when you go in to get your nails done that's even questionable to me i do it but when you get paid a wage or or and you get insurance yeah i definitely and benefits i definitely am not doing that 
I'm tipping in, I'm tipping my server, but like I said, it's transitory. But we don't know, that's the thing, the, the customer, and this is one of the downsides on the tipping model, right, is that we don't know if the person who is a server, um, we don't know what they're being compensated. We don't know if they make more than the $2 or $3 an hour. We don't know if they do have benefits or not. We, we don't have any insight into that. And so we no, could correct. end up, yeah, we could end up tipping people that don't actually, I don't want to say don't need it, but, you know, they're they are not, um, that they're already being compensated. So, yeah, that, well, that's one of the and problems. like you said, it's built on, the restaurant business is built on tipping. Now, of course, you could be, have a head server waiting on you and they're making six bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. But that's because they're doing extra services in the restaurant, mm-hmm. um, within the restaurant. So it's built on that tipping. And yes, if you, if you raise that wage, exact same thing. If you raise that wage, they're going to raise the prices and then it's just a downfall from there. Now, so, and I, there are people, you said something earlier, but there are people that I have had, servers that I have had, who have been phenomenal servers, and that is what they do. I mean, they, these are like nicer restaurants. So I think, I mean, right. it is a career path. It can be. Yeah. Well, and that's a hard career path. Not that, you know, it, that's up to them, obviously, but, you know, you, at that point, you've got to provide pretty much your own services. Well, Obamacare made it a little bit harder. Obviously, I mean, easier for them, actually, so that they can get uh, health insurance. Um, but I don't think that's a big majority of of people that are on. You don't look into being a career path of being a server. Right. No, I got you. But I mean, you can't. But the amount of money that you can make in high end restaurants as a server. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah, can. Bartending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just bar. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcy, I appreciate the call. Absolutely. All right, take care. Thank you. Let me go to Doug up next here. Hello, Doug. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good. What's up? So a couple months ago, I was looking at my credit card statement, and I was seeing these charges from Amazon. And they were, they were ranging from like 5 to $8, and it was identified as entertainment, not like I had purchased something. I, I had a hotel room do the same thing to me one time. Oh, no, wait, so, no, sorry. So I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, I watched a program that I thought was free, and it turns out, it, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. So I made it a point not to watch any programming on Prime. So I got, I thought about it yesterday, I got back into it and started doing a deep dive, ended up, because you can go on Amazon and look at your account and look at all of their invoices that they send you. Mm-hmm. They were charging me for monthly for Acorn TV, uh, Epix, E-P-I-X, yeah. and Motor Trend. And I'd never heard of Acorn TV or Epix, and Motor Trend is part of my cable package with Comporium, plus I bought the, the uh, Motor Trend app, you know, so I could watch stuff without mm-hmm. commercials. And other racing and stuff. Right. So I'm I'm paying three times for <laughs> for Motor Trend for the and I just you don't and you don't know how you got signed up on Amazon Prime for that. Well, I I signed up for Amazon Prime. Right, but it, but they're bill. But if Amazon Prime is billing you, it's almost like they yeah. like they're piggybacking off of the Amazon. So have you called Amazon Prime or written no, or I just canceled? Yeah, just canceled. You, you know, you can't these big outfits. Yeah. You can't get a hold of anybody, so yeah. Um, no. And I've already got uh, a confirmation email back from them saying that 
for example, on, on the motor trend that uh, I won't have access anymore. But Because the one thing I did notice, if, if you click on the Amazon app on your TV, and it, uh, scrolling across, no, actually, come to think of it, because the TV I have has Fire Stick or Fire yeah. TV is the operating. The, the first row of, of boxes are all of the Amazon Prime stuff. Right, and, they front load all of their stuff up at the top, yeah. And, and I think I, one time, clicked on the Motor Trend one there because I thought, well, it'd be easier clicking on it here and it will be, you know, rooting out the, the app. And I think that's how I got, you know, signed Are up you in front that. of your TV now? Do you want to walk through it? I can walk through you. I got the manual. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. So yeah, Doug. I like. I, I think what happened is you probably hit the button and downloaded the app again for like the second time or third time or something. But uh, yeah, though it is confusing. I, I appreciate the call, Doug. It is confusing, and like people are not going to have all of these apps to try to see a single movie, right? Um, this and this goes to the uh, the other story about the movies. The that um, the studios are like, hey, maybe we should be releasing these movies into the theaters again. Oh, and you know what? Also, might uh, might work. Weekly episodics. That's not a mental disorder. It's no weekly episodes. Right. So it's like to dole them out week to week rather than dumping them all at once and everybody binge watching. Yeah. It builds more buzz when you slow roll it out. All right. Now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Let me get Jerry on the program. Hello, Jerry. Welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, Pete. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Well, I'm an Uber driver. And we pay for our car, our insurance, we pay extra insurance, and maybe one in ten people tip. What? That's it? I know. That is it. You got to mark them with a negative score then. You got to give them a low rating for that. Well, we can't, we don't know until after we rate them. We got to rate them right away. Oh. Oh, I guess you're right. Oh. Well, that seems like a flaw. It is. However, I do know that if I drop someone off on a big house, I know I'm not getting a tip. Really? A big house means no tip? Yep. Wait, wait. When you say big house, you don't mean you don't mean like prison, right? No, okay. no, yeah. no, no not that no big tip there either. Although, unless it's someone in the mob there, you never know. You yeah, yeah. You get a tip later on. Oh, I got you. Um, now that's interesting. See, like, and that's, well, I think one of those apps... I feel like it limits me because it, it puts down like three different amounts or something and it makes you do a, it like guides you to pick one of those amounts. I don't like those. I want to be able to put it in myself, you know? It is a complicated system, Uber is. Yeah. No, and that's, yeah, I, that's like Uber is another one. I don't use Uber a lot. Um, 
but uh, I just, you know, if I'm going out somewhere, I just, I don't drink. But um, the, yeah, I just, I, I always, I'm an over tipper on that stuff too. Like I, I, you know, and, and you know, like I go in there and I'm starting to chat people up. I start asking lots of questions and I know you guys get asked all the same questions all the time. And so if you got to put up with me asking questions, I usually tip you more. So that's amazing. Only one out of 10 people ever actually tip. So that means I have to basically multiply my tips by nine. We used to get 75% of the fare. Now we're only getting about 40% of the fare. So Uber has taken a bigger cut from you, too? Yes. Oh, gee, I wonder why uh, nobody's really driving for these uh, these rideshare programs anymore. Yeah, here's the interesting thing. Uber donated about, you know, a couple million dollars to Black Lives Matter and some other left-wing stuff, but they're just messing with the drivers too much. Yeah, well, and they're, be- and they're using you to uh to front all of the costs for the capital right for the cars and the and the yep. uh, and and the maintenance of the vehicles and such so yeah yeah that's I a- bought a brand new car picked it up January 6th this year and I've got over 15,000 miles on it already right so are you I'm thinking for a different job I was going to say are you thinking about looking for something else sure oh yeah yeah i mean cuz like at the beginning of the the experiment i thought it was a uh, it was a good idea, right? It gave people flexibility, gave them options and stuff. And if you're, you know, you got an hour or two to kill, make a couple of trips and you're good to go. But um, it doesn't seem like it's the juice is worth the squeeze anymore. No, the juice is not worth the squeeze. It's kind of bitter juice right now. Uh, that's the worst kind. All right, Jerry, I appreciate the call. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, Have I, a good one. Yeah, man, you too. That's uh, that's that's sad to hear. I didn't, one out of ten. Everybody's going to have to start giving more tips. You have to. We all have to increase our tip load by like ninety percent on Ubers. Um, this is a a tweet. It's a Pete tweet from MAGA American Pitbull says uh, Pete nurses should never receive tips. They should not have an incentive to care for one patient over another. That said, on discharge, one may give an RN or an aide a small gift of thanks. Yeah, that's a you could do that on the way out. Yeah, but like that's that's a good point. You know, if you're a nurse and you got two patients and one of them is tipping you on a daily basis and the other one isn't, do you then pay a little bit extra attention to the one that's tipping you? Is like there's like this incentive thing going on there? Mm. Dan, welcome to the show. Hello, Dan. Good day, sir. How are you? Good day to you. I'm going to comment real quick on your your recent previous caller about the Uber tips. Uh, you know, the other side of that, perhaps you have to look at is I often tip Uber drivers based on a couple of things. First and foremost are, A, is the car clean and does it smell like dead animals? Mm. And does his air conditioning work? Mm. And quite candidly, if a guy's only getting one out of ten tips on rides, there's an underlying something there because... Frankly, I usually tip twenty percent with an Uber driver. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so you I, think I, Jer- you think use- Jerry is the issue that people just don't want to tip Jerry? And I use Uber and Lyft both a tremendous amount because I'm blind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I am I used to drive don't anymore. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't want me to. Um, anywho, my comment is: in addition to the tips thing, have you noticed? How many restaurants are adding to their check a note that says, 
We charge an additional 3% for you to use a credit card. You're welcome to pay cash and avert that charge. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing it all over the place, and I think it is insidious with a capital I. So we experienced this after the pandemic ended. We went back up to Asheville, and we were at a restaurant, and we get the bill, and we noticed that very charge at the restaurant. And so I asked about it because I had never seen this 3% credit card surcharge. And, um, and, and they said, well, you know, if you, uh, it was just something we added. I think they cited the pandemic as the, as the impetus for it and said, yeah. you can, you can pay cash and not pay. And then you don't have to pay that. Uh, and I said, oh, well, if I had known that I would have brought cash. And they said, oh, well, it's on our website. And so we went to their website. It's not on their website. It's not on their menu. They didn't tell anybody about it. No, they're just, they're passing along yes, that 3%. On all that. Yeah. They pay a fee to the bank for right. using a credit card, obviously. Right. But it's an amazing cash grab on their part because throughout history, credit card service charges have been a cost of doing business. Right. It's a deductible expense for them every year. And it was always built into their pricing, which tells me Absolutely. that, right, so so offloading the 3% as a direct surcharge on the uh, check, um, that means that they, they yeah. absorbed the original 3% surcharge. They didn't reduce everything by 3%. They absorbed that profit and then uh, charged everybody else the extra 3 yeah, it's a gigantic load of Bravo Sierra, yeah. and they are very simply grabbing an extra 3% profit. Yeah. Well, that's hey, um, have you heard what they do with the uh, bourbon pours? Oh, yeah. With rocks versus neat? And they say, oh, you if you bet. get it on the rocks, then they charge you for the ice. They charge you an extra, yeah, like, buck and a half. That. And I was like, what is this? And then, so I, then I started saying, okay, well, I'll just get, just give me a bourbon neat. And then it was like, oh, there's a cert, uh, surcharge for neat. I'm like, wait a minute. So you're yeah. charging me extra no matter what, and it turns out... Why you just raise your prices? Right. Well, so here's the here's the deal. If you get a mixed drink, right? Like, let's say you're going to do a bourbon and water or bourbon and Coke. I don't know why you would mix good bourbon with anything besides a little bit of water, but whatever. So you're going to mix it with Coke. That's a one-ounce pour, right? It's yep. and But if you get neat or on the rocks, just the bourbon... An ounce and a half. It's, it's a little bit more because it doesn't look like a good pour. If you get a shot... In a big yep. glass, yep. you're going to send it back saying this is a light pour. So they give. Yep. So in essence, the the neats and the rocks have been subsidized by the mixed drinkers. So I'm a martini drinker. Yeah, yeah. Learned a wonderful trick from a bartender the other day. Their restaurant bragged that they used gigantic. What do they call them? Colossal queen manzanilla uh-huh. manzanilla olives, and they put three of them on a skewer. And the bartender leaned into me and he said. You know, these three olives display an ounce of gin. Interesting. Three big olives displace an ounce of gin. And it looks like you've got a giant martini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. Like the size and shapes of the glasses. Tall, thin ones versus short, fat ones. You can pour less in a tall, thin one. People think they're getting more, and they're not. Um, so here's a tip on the martinis. I like the gin martinis best, dirty, but I also like... Yep. Uh, vodka martinis, and then I went to Red Stag in Asheville, ordered their 007, limited time only, uh, so this was several years ago, and it's made off of the recipe from the original books, the James Bond book, not the movie, not the movie, and they mix, it's like a two-to-one gin-to-vodka uh, mixture. 
Well, that's interesting. And it, it cuts. It's called a silver bullet. And it cuts the, the gin. The vodka yeah. cuts the gin, the little bitterness. There you go. Dan, I appreciate the call. I got to run. You bet. All right. Now, given the state of affairs in our country and the world, are you asking yourself whether you're prepared for an emergency? I actually get asked this a lot. My answer, start at Carolina Readiness Supply. 2,000 square feet of supplies. The full line of Augustine Farms and Mountain House Foods. Books, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, camping and hiking supplies. Being prepared is just smart. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing or somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. In Waynesville and online at CarolinaReadiness.com, get tickets to the Heritage Life Skills event also. Make a day trip to the mountains and return home fully prepared. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? I had a, a tweet here from Mark who says, We went to Australia before COVID and the waiter there said we could tip, but we didn't have to because they made $18 an hour and triple for holidays. And we noticed we had the same waiter for breakfast and dinner. They were working the whole day to make the cash. These guys were professional, and they were making big money. Um, right, yeah, like I said, pros and cons to uh, the different approaches on um, on tipping. Uh, Eric says, do you think the restaurant is still deducting the 3% credit card fee? That it's now having patrons pay directly. It seems they shouldn't be able to double dip. No, I think they. Yeah, I think they are double dipping. I think that they just, they just set a separate three percent charge. They kept their whole menu the same, all the prices the same, and they just added on a three percent charge, made it the credit card fee charge. And I think it was just that's the way they, they describe it, saying, oh well, this is the you know credit card transaction fee, and everybody knows that there's that there, that those fees exist. But we all understood that those fees were previously built right into the pricing. I doubt they cut the 3% and then shifted it over, you know? I think they just added an additional 3%. Uh, this is Gloria. Hello, Gloria. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. I'm calling about the 3. It's 3.5% that they charge at, mm-hmm. at my favorite seafood uh, place in Harrisburg. Is this for the credit on the bill? It says like a credit card charge. Yes, mm. yes. three point five. And we, when we first found out about it a few months ago, we were shocked. Uh, they didn't tell us beforehand. So I'm encouraging everybody to take cash. Uh, I might even take a bunch of coins. Oh my goodness! I go. <laughs> you know, and let them deal with those. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've been paying that charge, and it's not that much. So they're just making. A lot of money now off of us, right? But I, I, love, I love the fish, the seafood. Yeah, well, though no, obviously, so I think, and I think part of it may also be a response to the inflation. I, I do. I think they couldn't keep up with the price increases that they were seeing. The supply chain issues. Remember that they were seeing a, a lot of restaurants were having problems getting uh, product in, and so I think this was a way that they could uh, they could raise prices without totally, you know, socking it to the to their regulars because the regulars are going to know the price increases, right? You know, right. if you always yeah. get the same thing at your favorite restaurant, you know what the price yeah. was and now what it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they, I, I think it's just, a, it's creative pricing. <laughs> it is. It's, and it's, it's, I mean, you know, inflation hit all, most of us. It hit me too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm going to take a large bill and yes, I want my change, even if it's 10 cents. Right. 
So I will say, though, the problem with if you're bringing a lot of the coins in, first off, you got to find the coins. As I understand, like they're they're like they're few and far between now. They're like there aren't a lot of these things in circulation so much anymore. But also, I hear they have a lot of fentanyl and meth on them. Hmm. Yeah, just be careful. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Thank you. Gloria, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. I don't know if that's true, okay? I don't know if that's true. I think they also... Uh, oh, no, it's... Okay, hang on. No, I, I got confused. It's not It's not the fentanyl or meth on the coins. There are needles. They're putting needles under the coins. So when you reach in and grab a coin, you get the... No, that's the gas pumps. No, I'm kidding. That's a, That's all an urban legend, too. All right, Jerry has called back in. Jerry, the Uber driver. Jerry, it says, is mad. Jerry, are you mad? Yeah, I am mad. That last guy that insulted me said I give bad service <laughs> because I only get one in ten tips. What you guys, what he doesn't realize is that we're picking everybody. We're picking poor college kids. We're picking up the uh, kids that have to go to school and their parents are on welfare. We're doing everything. So, so we treat everybody exactly the same, whether we think we're going to get a tip or not. Right. So, all right. So, so did that guy say that I've got bad service? So he, he said, well, he said, well, he, <laughs> he said that, the, and I know this, the first one couldn't have been the case because you said you got a brand new car in January. So he said if the car yeah. smells. So like that can't be, uh, that can't be the, th- uh, the, the thing. You, do you play your radio really loud? No, I actually let my customers pick the music from my Spotify. All right, there you go. So, do you do you have uh, do you have AC running in the car? I keep it at around sixty-five. Hmm. Hang on now, Jerry. Hang on. That might be too cold. Are the people in the back seat can adjust their own heat? Oh, all right. Well, then they got their own climate control. Yeah. Yeah. Do you make small talk conversation with them? I make small talk conversation unless they put the. I want to be quiet on. And that's fine. I don't have to talk to them. Wait, wait, wait. You know, I, what do you mean? They put the I wi- quiet on. I jokes, too. Oh, okay. All right. Hang on, Jerry. I think we may be, I think we might be close to, uh, uh, so, uh, this might be part of the problem. You're making jokes? Let's hear some yeah, of your material. Jokes. All right. Let me hear some of your I, material. I pick them up at the airport. I go, hey, we missed you. We all missed you while you were gone. <laughs> Dude. Jerry. What happened? Jerry. 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 Right. Yep. I think you might want to just go, like, try a week. Every pickup at the airport, don't try the material. Don't try the jokes and see oh, if... everybody laughs at that. If Jerry, if everyone's laughing, but no one's tipping, <laughs> I just, you got to run an experiment, man. You got to test that. You got to test it out. You have to test and see, is it the joke material? And if it's not, it may not be. Maybe everybody appreciates it, but if you like, nope. you, you got to track it. Like maybe everybody that you pick up at the airport, they are tipping you. Maybe those are your tips, right? Maybe they do appreciate the jokes, and maybe if you run some analysis here, you're able to determine that you need to tell more of these types of dad jokes. Oh, they love the dad jokes, most of them. See, Jerry, I, I've been doing this for a long time, like, <laughs> say five years. All right, so all right, let me ask you this then. And I just started telling the jokes now, and uh, my tips did increase. Oh, okay, so that's good data. Sorry. So you're saying yeah. then that you've been doing it for five years. Now, we're, so when you first started, were the tips always about 10% of the total fares, or or they did that drop off? What's that? They were less than 10% because, you, you know, I got stuck picking up people. Like, college kids don't tip. College kids don't tip. 
That's because they're stupid. Because they ain't got no money. I yeah, and they're stupid. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, college is starting to pick up the college. Don't go into UNC Charlotte area or Queens. I try not to. Or CPCC now, or Johnson. When I go into the Wales, South End and go Johnson into all C. the bars C. on the weekends, taking passengers from one bar to the next bar, they don't tip either because they're busy tipping the bartenders. And it's a very short drive, too. Yeah, that's, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm just saying, Jerry, try. Maybe track the data. Let me know what you find out. I appreciate the call. It's not that bad of a joke either. It wasn't that bad of a joke. I'll see you all tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.